Hey everybody, welcome to Feminine Divine Podcast. This is episode number two. I'm your host, Samantha, at Sam That Witch, and today I'm joined with my best friend of forever, Lainey, if you wanted to introduce yourself. Yes, thank you. Hi guys, I'm Lainey. Um, just to give you a little bit about myself, I am also 22. I'm going to college uh, for holistic health, and I'm just really excited to be here today. We have a lot of fun topics to talk about with you guys, so I think this is going to be cool. Yes, I kind of want to talk about my little freak out where I took off to Scotland for a month that is so random and wild, and how I used astrocartography to do that. If you guys don't know what that is, we're going to be explaining it because it's a very interesting topic, but this is how my little adventure, my UK adventure, came to be about. <laughs> I keep saying adventure because when I was in the UK, we kept passing Starbucks every single day and there was a sign on the wall for like a refresher, mm-hmm. but they spelled like strawberry acai refresher with an A at the end. Refresher. So, <laughs> like refresher. <laughs> like I don't know if they were trying to mimic an accent or just be funny, so I've just been saying that, like, the entire time. Like, my UK adventure. It doesn't help that we watched a lot of TikToks with, like, Manchester girls or whatever in it. Yes. So we picked up our own version of a British accent that we use on the side all the time. <laughs> okay, side note, when I was, like, 9 or 10, my mom put on Harry Potter when I was, like, sick one day. And I have never, like, tried to do accents or anything. But I binge-watched Harry Potter. I was obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden, I could do, like, a perfect British accent. It was I wild. did that with Doctor Who. I oh really my gosh. did. I, I had the accent down pat, and I don't even think I hit middle school yet. <laughs> Period. I don't know if you guys remember in the Tumblr days when we were in the trenches, the super hulak, but we but were into it. We were real deep into it. <laughs> Please do not blackmail me with this information. But anyways... How this all came to be about, I was working at the tanning salon one day. After spending my entire life in the same area, I live in the suburbs of Michigan. So not the city, but not the middle of nowhere. Life is not slow for me. Like when you live in the country or you go up north, like to northern Michigan for the weekend. Yeah. I feel like that's like slow living. It is. Like it's very much at your own pace and there's nowhere to be at a specific time. That's not really what our lives have been like. No, like living in the suburbs, everything is fast paced. And I don't know if it's just like the auto industry because we live close to Detroit where it's like Michigan has a big sense of urgency. For sure, yes. Everybody's always on the go. I mean, like, it's like being in a city without being in a city where, like, traffic is crazy. Everybody's moving all day, every day. Like, you always have a place to be. Yeah. So I was getting real tired of that. And we grew up listening to pop punk music as well. And they're always talking about hating your town and wanting to get out. Like, I did remember. I hate this town. It's so washed up. All my (laughs) friends don't give up. All of that. So I started getting really antsy and I think I just had like one bad experience with a customer that day and it just like sent me over the edge and I go into the break room of the tanning salon and I'm starting to like come up with a little plot of how I can get out of here because I just needed a break like I need some time to heal the pandemic was a lot for me yeah this was maybe like November or December 2021, where all of a sudden I just needed to leave. I needed to go. I couldn't stand it any longer. I mean, we were basically at close to two years of living in a pandemic at that point. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So I'm irritated. I'm coming up with my little evil plan. At that point in my life, I was kind of leaning more towards moving to Massachusetts for a little while because Lainey and I had just come back from a trip to Salem in October and it was gorgeous. I love New England, especially Salem. 
in Halloween time, the vibe is just amazing. It was unreal. But that was honestly really expensive, and I would have to do it by myself, so I wasn't feeling that, moving across the country by myself for, like, six months just to, like, have a vacation and time away from living. So I wanted something a little bit more extreme, and I got this random thought in my head, like, I should go to Scotland. I don't know why this little voice popped up into my head. I've always felt kind of drawn to Scotland because I have Celtic ancestry and I try to practice that with my witchcraft and everything. But I'm like, okay, Scotland sounds good. Maybe the UK. I loved British YouTubers growing up. Let me check my astrocartography chart. Maybe that'll explain some of it. So I start Googling like astrocartography websites and I'm in the break room on my computer at work. I do it and I see that my Venus and my sun line, because when I was born, Venus and the sun were conjunct. My Venus and my sun line were going through the United Kingdom and they were going straight through Edinburgh. And I was like, okay, that's it. I need to go. So I grabbed a notebook and I started writing down like how much a flight would cost and everything and how much like an Airbnb would cost and just like manically putting together a trip. And I went home that day and I showed it to my mom and I was like, mom, I'm going on vacation. I texted one of my friends. She was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Might as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going with one of my friends to Europe. And my mom was like, what the hell? What are you talking about? And I freaking did it. I spent a month in Scotland because I had a little manic moment and decided that I needed to get out immediately and it was actually so easy. So I kind of want to talk about what astrocartography is for you guys. You can look at your own charts and make your own decisions and I want to talk about my experience going to Scotland because anybody could do something like this. It was not as hard as I thought. It's funny too because at the beginning of 2021 I came to this realization that I never wanted to go to Europe. Like there was nothing particularly calling for me and I didn't really have anybody to go with me. It was just something that I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to deal with learning another language or, you know, like converting my money, learning certain things you should do, certain things you shouldn't do. But then I realized that the Scotland thought was just so much different because it is a good place to start for me. There's no language barrier. It's very safe there and it's inexpensive. That's all perfect for a first-time traveler, especially like a first-time traveler out of their own country because you don't want to go somewhere where you're completely lost and blowing all your money. Like, this is exactly what you were looking for. Yeah, like, I just needed that break. And I don't have family in Europe. Like, my family left during the potato famine. Like, my grandma just has cousins in Ireland. Like, I don't have anybody to go to. So this is going to be all on my own. And I did do it all on my own. And I'm super proud of myself. So now I want to explain astrocartography to you guys in hopes that my experience and learning this information will inspire you to do something like this, take a next step in your life. But astrocartography is basically your astrology chart on a map of the world, and it shows the way different placements affect the energies we feel in certain places, like where you live or where you're going to visit. Everybody has a different astrocartography chart because it depends on where and when you were born. It's different from our birth chart or a natal chart, which shows more of who we are and what our life will be like. It's kind of like a birth chart on a map of the globe. It shows where the planets were when we were born. Each planet has a different line on the map that means different things. For example, visiting your sun line will feel very different from visiting your Pluto line because they're different planets and they have different meanings. 
like I said, astrocartography can explain why you feel drawn to certain places, like why I felt drawn to go to Scotland because that's where my sun and my Venus line is. And it can also explain why you want to stay away from certain areas if you have a malefic planet with a line going through it. You can find yours for free with a Google search if you want to do that right now before we explain what the different lines mean so you can kind of see where is a good spot for you. Go do that right now. Um, it won't show you what they mean exactly. You might have to buy some stuff or do some research, but we're here to tell you. I have been living on my moon line my entire life, and I didn't know that. And your moon has to do with your emotions and subconscious. My entire life has just been internal, very much for me. For sure. Yes, and my moon is in Virgo, and it's also my chart ruler. So I'm very stuck, and I just had to get out and see something new. It can be very stressful to constantly be living in, like, an emotional state or an emotional place, so it makes sense why you would want to try to get out and step outside of that bubble and experience something new. So going to Scotland seems like it would have been the perfect fit. Yes, after being stuck in my head my entire life, it feels like... Exactly. Not to mention I don't have the best sign for the moon. It's in Virgo. Virgo. Same here. I'm also a Virgo moon, so I definitely get where you're coming from. <laughs> Virgo moon besties. We are. We are too alike because of it, too. Yeah. Virgo moon is a scary one. But anyways, I have lived on my moon line, visited my Venus, Sun, and my Mars line, and I'm sure I've visited other ones. I just can't remember, like, going through the United States and everything. But not everyone has lines going through countries or continents. Yours could be on the water, like in the ocean, so maybe take a cruise, I don't know. One thing that I thought was really interesting um, was when I was reading a little bit more about astrocartography, um, I saw that a lot of astrologers will say that um, if you even are within 700, uh, I think it was 700 miles of um, where your line passes through, you can still benefit or like reap the same effects, which I just thought is really interesting because you would think you would need to be very close to that line yeah. for it to happen. And some astrologers may say that you do need to be really close but the fact that you don't even need to be exactly where the line is to still have those effects is pretty cool because you could have went anywhere in Scotland and probably had the same feeling instead yeah. of just Edinburgh where your lines go through mm -hmm. so, so like my moon line could be in Wisconsin and I'd still feel it in Michigan exactly yeah. yeah so that's that's pretty interesting you don't need to go exactly where it is if that's not where you want to be yeah just somewhere close preferably for example, you can use astrocartography to find out where in the world is the best place for you to make the most money, go on vacation, or start a family. Okay, so Lainey, I need you to explain what these lines mean. Yes, absolutely. So, I'm going to start off just by starting with the sun line. Um, so, your sun line basically has to do with, like, your ego and self-realization. So, when you go where your sun line passes through, that would be a good place for you to um, find your best self and, like, kind of rebrand yourself to what you want to be. So, if you're trying to heal, like me? Exactly, yes. Like, if you're trying to find your purpose in life and heal your past, you would go where your sunlight is. Exactly what you did. Oh, a good girls retreat after breakup or something. Yes, I love that. So, after that, um, I'm going to talk about the moon line. So, this is where you are in touch with your emotions, your instincts, and your divine feminine. So, um, this would be a good place for starting a family, for example, because you're in touch with your divine feminine and your emotions. That would be a great place to nurture a child. And oh, yeah. Doesn't the moon represent, like, 
the mother figure? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Now, your Mercury line, that is where your thoughts are going to flow and communication will be abundant. So this would be a great place for working on your career. Um, if you want to know where you should go for your career, maybe you're going between a couple job opportunities or you don't know where you want to go at all, you could look to astrocartography to see where your Mercury line goes through and maybe there's an opportunity in one of those places for you. And isn't Mercury the planet of communication? Yes, exactly. So maybe like writing a book yes. or working on a podcast, you could look to your Mercury line to see where you could do that best. And go there for a couple of months and figure things out. Another reason you should look to your Mercury line is to expand your intellect or where you should go to school. For example, if you're looking to study abroad, you may want to look to your Mercury line in your astrocartography chart to see where you could go or maybe if some of your school choices happen to fall where your Mercury line is. Um, this would be a great place just to feel at home while you're learning and, and really expand upon that. Yeah, so don't go by acceptance letters or scholarships. Just go by your Mercury line. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Lainey, I need to know where I can meet my soulmate. Which line is it? Tell me. Well, let me tell you. That would be your Venus line. Ooh. Yes, so Venus is the planet that rules love and beauty, and that is where your heart lies. So if you are looking to find your soulmate or even just looking to define your relationship with a partner you already have, I would suggest looking to your Venus line. Um, it would give you that boost you need yeah. to just kind of move forward in your relationship and maybe you'll see things from a different perspective from where you're living now. Ooh, nice. And doesn't Venus also rule money? Yes. I also saw that Venus um, will definitely give you that boost towards getting you the money you need or maybe just help you see that the job you're in right now isn't the job for you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So then um, next we can talk about Mars, which is the planet of competition, passion, and masculine <laughs> competition. energy. Yeah. So that is a totally different ball game there. Um, a lot of people wouldn't want to spend a lot of time in Mars because of that energy, but some people like, I think thrive you were saying, it, yeah. yeah, you could thrive in that. Personally, I don't know that I would, but for some people, that's great. So, yeah. it really just depends on the person. Yeah, it depends on your placements or, like, if you're more of an aggressive person or not. Um, exactly. Isn't Mars the planet of war? Yeah, so some people would feel really unsettled in that, and some people thrive in that. They like that challenge. So, yeah. it kind of just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for, like, a relaxing place to go, wouldn't suggest Not Mars. Mars but if you're looking to push yourself, try something new, maybe like, you know, have some chaos in your life, why not look to your Mars line, see where it falls. But if we're going to get a little bit negative, don't go to your Mars line because you may get like assaulted or run into like people who are aggressive with you. Exactly. Yeah. You could definitely come across a lot of conflict. And for most people, it is unwanted conflict. Unwanted <laughs> conflict with crazies. Yes. Moving forward, we can talk about Jupiter, which is the planet of fortune, joy, abundance, and luck. So this is where abundance is going to flow. You don't necessarily need to go here, even if you're just looking for a job opportunity. You yeah. could just be looking to move forward and bring more into your life. You don't need to have abundance of just money. It could be abundance of happiness. I was just or gonna like, say. Yeah, like emotional wealth is just as important as actual physical, like monetary wealth. Yeah. So that could be a great place to look for if you feel like you're lacking in abundance of many different things. Oh, or if you just want to get up on your luck. Yes, exactly. You know, maybe it runs through Vegas. Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> now, Lainey, where do I go if I want to get beat up by life? 
Um, if you want to be disciplined, I would say look for your Saturn line because Saturn is centered entirely around structure. So you are definitely going to face challenges when you visit your Saturn line. And it's probably not a place you want to stay long. If you're just looking to, you know, try to discipline yourself, find what your next steps are, maybe a quick visit, you know, just something to do. But to live there or spend a long period of time, you're probably going to feel very frustrated and stuck because Mm -hmm. you're constantly going to be facing challenges and it's going to be a lot of learning opportunities and growth. Yeah, but like you said, you're learning a lot of very important lessons in life, even if those lessons are hard. Exactly. And it's going to stick with you for a long time. So even a short visit here might stick with you for the rest of your life because you are going to learn so much. Oh, I love that. Yes. I don't know. Do I love it or do I hate it? Um, I think I would love it for a minute, but I could see how I would get sick of that really fast because you can only get slapped in the face with the truth so many, so times. many times before you get sick of it. Agreed. <laughs> But where am I supposed to go if I want to get more in touch with my chaotic energy? Well, now that is where you would look to Uranus because this planet is ruled with chaos. Um, This is where you would go if you're just looking to do something exciting and different. So maybe like a girl's trip or a bachelorette or bachelor party, like just something fun, you know? Um, This would be good for somebody that just wants to experience new things, just see the world, do something fun, different, see outside their normal box. But if you're looking to settle down and have a family, even though that might be fun to you, this probably isn't the place to do it because it can be kind of unsettling when all you're around is chaos and excitement. And isn't it the planet that rules like the occult and witchcraft? So if you want to get more in touch with that, you would probably take like a retreat to your Uranus line? Yes, exactly. Because then you're going to see things from a totally different perspective than you would when you're back home wherever you are or maybe just visiting your sun, moon, Mercury, something along those lines. It's going to be a totally different experience. Yeah, so it's not too malefic, but it's not too positive. Right. I've I've seen a lot of things of people talking about it positively, but I can see if you went there for the wrong reasons, how it could be very malefic and negative because you're absolutely not going to get what you came for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uranus will beat you up. It is the great severer. For sure. And that is not what we are looking to do here. Exactly. So we can also talk about Neptune, um, which is all about spiritual energy and spiritual awakenings. This is another one where you wouldn't want to spend too much time here because it's actually very similar in a way. You just can't have too many awakenings at one time. It's going to be too much. Too much Neptunian energy because I am a 12th houser. I know this. I have a 12th house stellium. You can get a little bit Delulu. It's the planet of dreams and delusions. For sure. You are going to probably have feelings of grandeur the whole time you're there and just think that you can do things that might just be a little bit out of your capabilities or think that your dreams are coming to life when maybe you haven't actually put in the work yet to bring yourself there. Mm -hmm. So that is one to definitely be careful with, but a little bit of an awakening is definitely a good thing because you will see things from a different perspective. So on this line, you could have heightened intuition, but you could also have more mental health problems. That that totally makes sense because... The two can go hand in hand, but too much of it would bring you uh, to a bit of a delusion. I feel like on your Neptune line, you could write the wildest poetry ever. Like, you could write some good poetry on your Venus or Sun line, and it would just be cutesy and beautiful, but this would be, like, wild and delusional. All right, now here's a sketchy place to be in. That would be Pluto. So Pluto has some of the highest concentration of energies, which can lead to a lot of different, like, 
feelings of change and growth. So this would be the planet of transformation, but it can also be the planet of death. Um, this is where your health might not prosper. You could feel like you are breaking down. Um, a lot of dishevel and miscommunication and just not feeling too well, not feeling confident in yourself this would be where you would go. <laughs> yeah, Pluto is the planet of rebirth and death, so it's really going to beat you up so you can build yourself back from the ashes from ground zero. Right, so it might not be a place you look to go, but if you do stumble upon here, you would definitely be going through a very big change in your life. Yes, which brings us to Chiron as well, the wounded healer. Yes, so Chiron is a comet and it can bring deep healing and teach you to care for others because of all that you're going to go through. You may experience a lot of trauma or just some trauma, but just speaking from personal experience, I mean, it traumas are what can turn you into the person you are. Yeah. So it can also be a place of healing. Not that anybody wants to have to go through that, but if you end up here, that may just be what you go through. Yeah, you can learn how to heal others with your experience, but also this is where you're going to face important life lessons that shape you as a person and really bring on fears in your life. Absolutely, which is why you will just bring this with you wherever you go from then on. Mm Mm-hmm. So we also can talk about the nodes with you guys. So there is a north and a south node. The nodes have to do with like the flow of your life. So the north node kind of focuses on fate and destiny, whereas the south node is your karmic past. So the north node is definitely a much more positive place to be than the south node because in the south node, you're really probably going to focus on past traumas, past poor experiences, things like that, which can help you grow, but it's not a place you want to be stuck in. The north node will help you move forward and move on. The south node can also be where you might have lived in a past life. Oh, that's very true. I never really thought about that. And where you learn karmic lessons... Right. In this life that you had to deal with from a past life. Yeah. And make peace with it. And help you move forward into your next life. Exactly. That's awesome. So for any of you guys out there looking to maybe start a social media or influencer career, I would say to look towards your midhaven. This is the strongest placement for uh, social and career influences. Um, So this is where you're really going to step outside of your comfort zone and bring your ego right into your career and show what you have to give. Yes, because your midhaven rules like your public appearance. Right. Because I am a Gemini, Virgo moon, Cancer rising, but the way I come off to you guys, I might be more of a Pisces because my midhaven is in Pisces and I have a lot of Neptune in my chart. Like I said, I have a 12th house stellium. Right. So that totally makes sense. And that's how you're going to come across to the world. So for those of you looking to see how you come across to others or the world, if you're looking to put yourself out on the internet, this might be the place to look for you. So for all of the A-list celebrities that listen to my podcast, if you ever get canceled, Maybe go to your Midhaven line and get some good publicity. I don't know. (laughs) There you go. Good advice. (laughs) To end with your Ascendant line, that's just like a combination of your Sun and your Midhaven line together. So to recap, where you want to be, your Sun, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Midhaven, Ascendant, and North Node lines. That's where you want to be. Now, the okay energy is Moon and Uranus. Some people might say Uranus is bad, but I have mad respect. I think it's okay. Where you don't want to be, probably not Chiron, Pluto, South Node, Mars, Saturn, or Neptune. As always, do your own research if you want to learn a little bit more. I am not a professional with astrology, but Lainey, do you have any tips for a beginner reading their astrocartography chart? I would just say... 
for one, remember that all of this is subjective because some people are going to feel more at home in some places than others. Some people thrive off of different things than other people. Yeah. Like we had talked about before. So just keep that in mind. What we think might be good and bad might not be the same to you. But in general, that seems to be the popular take, which mm-hmm. is why there is an ability to com- um, to categorize as good or bad. But also, I just wanted to say that um, when you're looking for a place to go, move, or just looking at your astrocartography in general, you should watch where lines intersect or if you have several lines crossing in a place um, because the influence is going to be blended of all the different lines crossing through. So usually the stronger ones are what you'll feel first or they'll be the most prominent. um, And those are what is most prominent in your birth chart. And then the others will show over time. So if you are looking at a place where you have two different lines crossing whatever is more impactful to you is what you're probably going to feel most yeah so take it with a grain of salt not every single person is going to die on their pluto line right exactly like you just kind of have to know how that can be interpreted for you and your life it's not going to be the same for everyone yeah and use this like a tool like i did to figure out where to go for a little healing journey which i want to talk about now my experience going to scotland for a month Like I said, this is a big accomplishment in my life, and I'm honestly pretty proud of myself. My mom always reminds me that two years ago, I couldn't even call the doctor to make an appointment for myself because I was just so nervous to talk on the phone, even with a random person. And now I was able to book plane tickets, an Airbnb, figure out transportation, all of that in a foreign country by myself, single-handedly. I feel like that's a really good reminder that the only way out is through sometimes. Um, And it's a lot easier than I thought it was. All I really had to do was book a plane ticket and book an Airbnb. Like I said, I had a few thousand dollars hanging around. And I know this is coming from a place of privilege, but my situation is a lot different than other people's because I live with my parents. I'm 22. I was sick for a little bit. Um, last year, so it just makes no sense for me to move out. I don't have to spend money on rent. So I did fund this myself. My dad did not fund it, like people on TikTok were trying to clock me for. And speaking as somebody who did move out fairly young, I moved out when I was just 21, um, I would say live at home as long as you can if that is an option because it does allow you to save more and do things that you want to do, like how Sam was able to get out of the country when she wanted to. Um, I'm someone who didn't have that opportunity because I moved out so young, and if I had the option to stay home, I absolutely would have because then you are able to save for life adventures. So for anybody who can, I would say that that is a very good option. For sure. And it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, the plane ticket there was like $800 and that's around the same amount of money as if I were to go to California from Michigan or maybe even more. It's so expensive to go like fly to California. Oh, for sure. Just going to the other side of the country is a ridiculous expense. So to be able to get out of the country and see something totally new, it's so worth it. Yeah. Fly internationally for around the same price. I had no idea. Right. No, me either. I never would have thought. This also pushed me to quit my job at the tanning salon because life is too short for me not to stay here because I'm scared I'm going to lose my job that pays me a little bit more than minimum wage when I could be living my best life in Europe and finding another job when I come back. But thankfully, I'm more self-employed now. I do my tarot readings. I work for my dad at the market selling sunflowers, which is a weird twist of events. I don't know how this happened. And I do my podcast now. Every time I would tell an adult in my life that I was going to Europe for a month and I had quit my job, 
they would all say to me, I regret not doing something like that when I was younger. So that really puts things into perspective. And I had a conversation with my friend Mel, who is only a few years older than me, but she was saying, well, when I was 21, I would never do something like that because I was so worried about keeping my boyfriend and I would just be so nervous to go somewhere for a month and worry about him cheating on me or losing interest or breaking up with me because I'd be gone for so long. Well, then that means you are not with the right person because they should want you to experience those things and come back a better you. Yeah, exactly. But some people just feel so tied down to talking to a boy and trying to meet somebody mm-hmm. that they just don't want to live their life. Exactly. Originally, I was going to go and write my book when I was there, but I just started living life, okay? And just being mindful of my time and being grateful for how I got there. When I first got off of the plane and we were taking all of our baggage through the streets of Edinburgh, like huge luggage on like cobblestone, I was like kind of nervous. It did not look very nice out that day. I was like, did I make the wrong decision? Also, I've never been away from home that long. And the night before, I was like, wow, I'm actually like really scared to do this. Like, I'm gonna have to navigate my way through everything by myself with my friend Logan. I went with my friend Logan. He's a couple years younger than me. And we had never met in person before. We went on a trip together, like overseas for a month. So that was another curveball. And also I took a final the night before I went and that went horribly wrong. My computer gave out and Lainey had to like email my teacher for me because I was like crying and I had to take the final early anyway. So I thought she was going to make me take it when I just got there. It was a whole mess. And then my freaking flight got delayed. So that really threw me in for a loop because I had to figure out things with the Airbnb and I thought I was going to have to pay for like not being there or I wasn't going to be able to meet the host there. Thankfully, though, everything went smooth, and the next day, I woke up in Edinburgh, and it was a beautiful day outside, which is weird because a lot of people say that it's, like, so cloudy in England and Scotland all the time, which wasn't the case. Maybe it was just because we went in May, so it was springtime, but it was actually very beautiful and very sunny there. Also, Edinburgh is one of the most walkable cities in the world, which is a great change because I'm so used to having to take a car literally everywhere you go. Now, this is just the ignorant American in me speaking, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. I really thought it was going to be a whole bunch of old people and a whole bunch of religious people, but it's very progressive and very diverse there. They are a few steps ahead of us socially and environmentally. I've traveled all over the United States, all the coasts, and hands down, Scotland is home to the friendliest people I've ever met in my entire life. Everybody is so kind and polite. I appreciate it so much because it was so refreshing. My favorite part about living here was definitely the food, which scared me the most because I thought it was just going to be like British cuisine and a lot of people love to clown on it like beans on toast for breakfast and stuff, but I really kept an open mind and tried a whole bunch of different things. I normally don't eat breakfast food here in America, but oh my gosh, I was eating so many traditional Scottish breakfasts every day. You know how people always say that when they go to Europe, they can eat whatever they want and they don't gain any weight? I had the opposite because here I haven't been eating because I feel like the food quality is just so bad in America. I have a hard time eating fruits and vegetables. For example, if you go to Kroger and you get blueberries, half of them are like small and rotten and tart and then the other half are like chewy or something and you just don't want to eat it. Like it doesn't taste good, but I did not have this problem in Scotland All of the produce was amazing because they don't put as many chemicals on it. And even like the soil is probably better because they don't drown it in pesticides. 
I did put on a good 10 pounds by the end, but I needed those 10 pounds. I was constantly eating because everything just tasted so good and I was eating actually very healthy. I did eat a little bit of salmon and I'm a vegetarian and I have been for six years, but I was like, I'm going to try something new and Scottish salmon is so fresh and so inexpensive. So I was like, you know, might as well try it. And it was so amazing. However, I did have one issue with the food and that's because I am a sugar addict. All hot girls love to eat sugar, cookies, chocolate all day, every day. So the next day after we got off the plane and got settled in, we went grocery shopping and I was like, I'm going to have some Dr. Pepper and I'm going to get like a brownie parfait. Like that sounds like it'd be a lot of sugar, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I tasted it and it was like nothing. Really? Yes. Because they don't put extra like unnecessary sugars in their food. So I mean, it was we like just not. load up all of our food that we can with sugar and GMOs and whatever the heck we use. So I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yes. I was literally like going through withdrawals. It was terrible. That's crazy. I know. And I drank the Dr. Pepper. It tasted diet. And then I checked the label and it had 12 grams of sugar in the entire bottle. Oh my God. I feel like one Dr. Pepper is your daily allowance for sugar here. Yeah. It has to be like 40 or 50 grams of sugar. You, you would think at least. Yeah. So I kept getting really frustrated at first because I had to like let myself adjust and eventually I did because oh my gosh I need to talk about this too but in Scotland or maybe in both the UK and just everywhere else they have like soup of the day and they also do like cakes for dessert and it's kind of rare here in America to like go to a restaurant and they have like four different cakes for dessert yeah that's very rare so I was getting like cake every time I went out to eat not to be a complete millennial but I understand why Harry Potter was inspired by Edinburgh and even Hogwarts is supposed to be modeled after Edinburgh Castle. J.K. Rowling wrote it there. The vibe is so witchy. It's all cobblestone, old buildings from the 15th century. I love history and I just love the energy of old buildings. Edinburgh is the most haunted city in Europe, so you know I had to be there. I was not the type of girl to sneak out of the house at 16 to go meet boys. Lainey and I snuck out of the house at 16 to go break into cemeteries in the middle of the night and talk to ghosts. Absolutely, and I would do it all again. <laughs> I would do it all again, but um, maybe not because I'm an adult and that's so disrespectful and creepy. And I know, we absolutely did not know better. We just wanted to get the little thrill. <laughs> yes, no trespassing violations here. I'm low-key a big history girly because I never understood how people would go through history in, like, grade school and say that it was boring. I thought it was, like, gossip. Like, it was fun to hear about, like, what happened in the past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is so interesting and fun to pay attention to and, like, get all the deets on. Yes, like, I thought it was, like, tea when I was going through school. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and... I also did go to Northern Ireland, Belfast, and lived out one of my dreams. I went to the freaking Titanic Museum. I've been obsessed with the Titanic since I was like 9 or 10 years old. I know so many weird little facts about the Titanic. I'm like a walking Titanic thesaurus. So yeah, I went to Belfast for a little while. Um, I took a vacation on my vacation. That was great. I love Ireland. It was actually going through my Mars line. Nothing weird happened there, but nothing too spectacular happened there besides the Titanic Museum, of course. Love Belfast, but it's just a completely different vibe. Belfast is like Glasgow, which is more industrial. They kind of remind me of like Detroit. Edinburgh is just like its own thing. It's so hard for me to picture all of these things because my idea of it is so different than what you're telling me. So it's just crazy to hear about. It's so cool. I know, like even when I was 
like, looking up pictures of these places online, like, nothing just compares. Yeah. But anyways, on my trip, I went to the Edinburgh Castle, of course, and that was gnarly, going through the museum and looking at, like, all the prisoners' graffitis, like, on the walls and stuff, and there was prisoners in there from, like, the 1950s, like, World War One and Two. Wow. I know, like, that's too close to now. I know, isn't it weird to think about how that's not even that long ago, but it seems like it was forever ago. Yes, imagine getting captured and taken to the dungeon of Edinburgh Castle. No, thank you. <laughs> so gross. No way. <laughs> I did some ghost tours, of course. I went to Mary King's Clothes, which is, like, back in the day, maybe, like, the 15th century, Edinburgh used to be, like, the most populated place in the world. So it was kind of, like, the New York of its time. It was built all the way up, and people would live in these small rooms, and it would go underground as well. And I did a tour of that, but it ended weird because I had a creeper look at me, and I had to yell at him. So a man did ruin that one, unfortunately. Then I visited the Royal Yacht Britanna, which was amazing. I got to see where Princess Diana spent her honeymoon, and I got to see her room, and obviously Queen Elizabeth's room. Um, I climbed Arthur's Seat, which is a inactive volcano on the outskirts of Edinburgh. It's just wild. There's just like a huge mountain you can just climb it. That's so <laughs> insane. It sounds amazing. It was such a beautiful view looking down in the city and you could see the castle, Kelton Hill, and the ocean. Oh I bet that's unlike anything else. Obviously I went out dancing and I met some Scottish friends that were so sweet and the best part of all of this was feeling so safe. You could leave at like 2 in the morning after you had some drinks and not really having to worry about anything. God, I really couldn't imagine. I mean, we live so close to Detroit, which makes it no better. But in general, in America, as a woman, it just, it would be terrifying to do that. You can't do that. Like, it was funny because there'd be people singing in the middle of the streets, like drunk guys and their friends. They would just sing. But here it's like... Maybe some crazy people are doing that. Yeah, and that's about it. The rest of them are pretty dangerous, it feels like. Yeah. Then I accomplished one of my absolute dreams in life. I saw my favorite band, My Chemical Romance, live in Glasgow. I still can't believe it. If you told me when I was 14 years old that I'd be seeing my favorite band who just broke up live in Scotland when I was 21, I would have laughed in your face. It's just weird how life takes us in a whole different direction. Anyways, my life is so chaotic that it did not play out the way I thought it would. And I was running for my life through the streets of Glasgow at 1 in the morning after this concert. Because we had some issues with testing for the coronavirus, leaving the country, and then transportation. I thought we weren't going to make it home to pack our stuff and catch our flight. Just so many weird delays. It was mercury retrograde and it was wreaking havoc on my life this was one of the best experiences of my life and i'm just so happy i got to go through this and get some healing out of everything now i completely understand why british people get so mad when you make jokes about the uk it's because here's the secret living there is so much better but that is just my opinion just down to the transportation the food is not expensive and also, I found out a little travel hack. Me and Lainey were just talking about this. But it's almost less expensive to go somewhere for an extended amount of time. Oh yeah, absolutely. To just cram everything in and book a place for just like a week or a couple of weeks, it is so much more expensive. Yes, because the Airbnb will give you money off if you stay for longer. 
as opposed to getting like a hotel. Right. And then you have the option to grocery shop rather than eating out every night. Yeah. And you don't have to cram all of your activities into like just a weekend, for example, because sometimes it is cheaper to go throughout the week or, and things like that. So it totally makes sense. Yeah, it was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So if you're thinking about doing something like this, just go do it because I am not playing. When I say I want to go somewhere, I mean it. Now, I'm not saying just pack up everything and go. But if you got to, you got to do what you got to do. But do not bankrupt yourself in the process. Definitely take a few months and put some money aside. Do some budgeting, figuring out the logistics. What place works best for you? If you're scared to go to Europe, start with a place where there's no language barrier. That's what I did. Maybe check out Scotland. I'm just saying it's very underrated. I also went to the Highlands. Some of the most beautiful mountains, ocean views I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so grounding to be so close to old nature like that. But let me know if you want to hear specific story times from when I was in Scotland, like the whole My Chemical Romance situation or the whole me yelling at a tourist at Mary King's clothes. Let me know because I'd like to talk about it in the future. But... And they are crazy story times, I can confirm. <laughs> oh yeah, me and Lainey, we've always had this chaos that just follows us around our entire lives. It really does. As much as that sounds like a relaxing trip, I know the chaos followed you because that's just how it goes for us. Oh yeah, it started off with chaos with the final exam, my computer freezing up. It says, oh, you have one attempt. I click it and then my computer screen just goes black for like 10 minutes and I'm like screaming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course that would happen, right? Yep, right before I take off. Also, you do not have to go far. You can start off slow. Lainey and I went to Salem and this gave me the confidence to plan the whole Scotland trip, but that was a good 12 hours away in the car and we planned it all ourselves. That gave me the confidence I needed to figure out how to get to the Airbnb from the airport in another country just by booking a hotel in another state. Right, it's just the small stepping stones to get you to where you need to go. Not everyone's going to have the confidence to just jump on a plane and leave the country. And if you don't, Take small steps. It's totally worth it. Right. And not everybody has the privilege to drop everything and go. Of course. Yeah. So do what you need to do. If you need vacation off work, go take a vacation off work for a week. Go to another state. Enjoy yourself. But please take care of yourself. Anyways, I hope this got to the right person because we build up these ideas that they're so big and hard to achieve in our mind. But sometimes... They're not really. Like, this trip for me wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it seems big in your head, but once you get down to doing it, it's really not even comparable to what you thought it was going to be. So, for the one person that needed to hear this, go. I love you guys, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye! -bye. Bye.